You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. It is so natural for us living in a society where we are engulfed by image and comparisons and measurements. Uh, I've I've been saying this for some time that we're we're going into this realm of the have and have nots, the peasants and nomads. And because of that, and it stretches over generations, it stretches across uh, economics, it stretches across careers, it stretches across even structures of families. I've, I've literally have seen people make a comparative of their family's dynamic in regards to their lives and their relatives and their circumstances and look at someone else's and try to <laughs> format it to be a makeup of what they desire to see, whether or not it is necessarily healthy. Let me let me back up a little bit. I think that it can be a twofold situation when you're observant is one thing. But when you're adamantly looking at others who might be in your peer group, in relation to you, in friendship and family, and try to compare them to you or measure them to you, to the point that it can cause and create real hardship psychologically and mentally for you, emotionally draining, and it's not uncommon for you to to have a moment of recognizing someone's achievements or their growth or their advances, and you may not be moving at the same speed at the same time. No one is. It's, it's, it's never a capacity unless you're running a race. But even in a race, you're not running the exact same speed, and you're not. Because what's going to happen, there's going to be one person that's going to cross over the line and then there'll be people that follow. But everybody started at the same time, right? So even in our life's paths, we got to be careful to not allow ourselves to be consumed with what we see and then take that measurement of our visual and inject it into our mental and let it become less serving to us because it's so easy to get caught trying to measure yourself against others. Y'all, let's have a real conversation. You know what time it is. It's Sunday's Monday Motivation. Let's go. Greetings. My name is Eluth Espinoza, founder of Anthony's Voice, an organization named after my grandson, Anthony Brown. Anthony was diagnosed with autism at the early age of three years old. He is currently 21 years of age and is still considered nonverbal. Our journey has been one of many challenges as well as unimagined rewards. This year, for Autism Awareness Day, April 2nd, we're proud to announce our community partnership of Anthony's Voice and LoudmouthRadio.com. This month, Anthony's Voice will have a four-part series each Thursday of the month. 
radio segments that will bring two communities together to discuss autism, share resources, highlight individuals on the spectrum, fundraisers, and so much more. You Need Tent 2, located at 3118 Emory Street Northwest in Unit B in Covington, Georgia, is dedicated to delivering high-quality tent workmanship and excellent customer service. You Need Tent 2 has a variety of tent shade options and films ready to be installed with a lifetime manufacturer's warranty. So stop by today. You Need Tent 2 is the go-to destination for professional window and tinting services. Don't forget to visit us online at youneedtent2.com. And don't forget to tell them that Loudmouth Radio sent you. No matter the time or the season, we're open and available 24-7. Shouldn't your dealership be too? Carumba.com, the convenient online used vehicle marketplace. Register your independent dealership now. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. So I found a very interesting article that I'm going to read in its entirety to you, which is not normally something I would always do. But today I think that this is very much appropriate. And it is coming from the magazine of Fast Company. And it is written by a gentleman by the name of Art Markman. Three ways to stop comparing yourself to others, according to a cognitive scientist. Comparing ourselves to others is natural, but doing it too much can be harmful and productivity sapping. And the reason I'm reading this article is because I think it's going to highlight a few things I want to talk on. But I, I find that the article just had just so much good measurement of statement that I think is just important that I read it off to you. So here we go. I was talking to a colleague the other day who was near tears because she was less successful than other people around her age. Despite having a good job, the respect of her colleagues, a clear path for promotion, she was evaluating her career based on how she measured up to a few other people she could think of who were better off. The tendency to compare ourselves to other people is called social comparison. It's a natural way for us to evaluate how we're doing. When we compare ourselves to others who are better off than we are, it's called an upward social comparison, and it tends to make us feel dissatisfied. If we feel that there's nothing we can do to improve our situation, then that dissatisfaction turns to frustration. When we compare ourselves to people worse off than we are, it's called a downward social comparison, and it may make us feel unsatisfied. Excuse me, it may make us feel satisfied or even smug, but it also tends to sap our motivation to work harder. Either way, social comparisons tend to be bad for us. The exception is when you have a friendly competition with colleagues at a similar level, where comparing yourself to each other can motivate the entire group to achieve a goal. If you're finding that social comparisons are dragging you down, here are three more productive things you can do instead. One, focus on your path. A fundamental problem with social comparisons is that it allows other people's lives to commend your goals. After all, what makes an upward social comparison frustrating is that someone else has achieved something you have not. It is useful to think about what makes you happy and satisfied personally and professionally. List the key things you would like to do or to achieve. Striving to live a life that's authentic to those personal goals is valuable. One problem with focusing on other people's achievements is that it can make you dissatisfied with the daily activities you were engaged in before that you enjoyed. Knowing that someone else has achieved a particular level of success can take the fun out of what you previously liked to do. 
A second problem is that the achievements of other people, while they might seem wonderful, may not actually be the things that make you happy. By staying focused on your own goals, you can forge your own path through life's choke, excuse me, through life. Choose, quote, choose your own adventure. Enjoy other people's success. When you do find yourself watching someone else's achievements enviously, try reframing your own reaction. Envy is the emotion that you experience when someone else has or does something that you wish you could have or do. If a colleague gets a promotion or on an award that you wanted, it's natural to feel a little jealous twinge. Instead, consider sending a note of congratulations and enjoying their success. There are a few reasons to work on being happy for others. There are very few circumstances in which one person's success keeps you from achieving your own goals. I suppose if you're competing in the Olympics, there's generally only one gold medalist. But in most professions, many people who can have some success. When you resent other people for what they have done, you can often act in ways that make you seem bitter to them and to your colleagues. When you congratulate others on their successes, other people will think of you as a good member of the community, which can also help other people to be happy for your success in the future. In addition, many habits start from the outside in. That is, it may feel disingenuous to congratulate someone at first. But over time, you will find that it gets easier to, congr- to congratulate others for the good things that happen to them because you are practicing separating their achievements from your own. The next step, concentrate on gratitude. This is big. One of the reasons why social comparison is so common is that we're inherently social creatures. We naturally focus on what other people are doing. It's hard to simply ignore the actions of others, particularly people who are doing similar things to what you are. You're likely to have a hard time ignoring other people. So part of what you want to do is to change the nature of your feelings about the other people in your world. A great way to do that is to write out a gratitude list. Focus on gratitude helps. Because much of what you're grateful for involves the people around you. Individuals who have looked out for you, mentored you, and promoted your work. That makes gratitude a wonderful antidote to negative social comparisons. It reminds you that a lot of people around you who are contributing to your success. I will um, take this article and put it in the link of this show for you guys to be able to pull this up. And... um, I think that it it just touches on three very great avenues that I think any person, no matter where your background is in or from, where you are in your career, your life, uh, I think it is all obtainable and easily accessible to you. So I thought it was very important that I give you a little bit of verbiage that I felt that could be serving to you. Now, the wonderful thing I think that we can build upon just this from this article alone is that it is not, you know, a just a huge negative thing for you to naturally uh, pay attention to maybe your siblings or your, you know, relatives or friends or schoolmates or um, social people that you kind of have had in social scenes that you've become aware of and you guys may be connected on social media, which that's the thing. When you think about it, you have to have some type of constructive connection in order to even know what a person is doing. 
So naturally, that's going to be through some tool of communication, whether it's social media, your computer, your phone, um, your television. If you think about it, um, these are the main aspects in which we're in, in our world, especially now that we're connecting. So when you really think about it, we are consumed with a lot. Data, conversation, visual images, and and even, you know, things like this, reading an article like this. <coughs> Excuse me. So if you think about it, we're connected. We're very connected. And, and through that connection, it allows us to have the ability to see, feel, analyze, um, construct our thought processes of what we feel and think. And it is only natural that as you see people are changing and aging and moving around and doing things to feel as if there's something that is happening beyond your control. And that is a real truth. It is. It is, it is the natural force of things that's happening because each and every person is on their own journey of evolution. And because each and every person is on their own journey of evolution, it makes it easier for us to evaluate it and to see it because we may see each other at work. We may see each other at home. We may see each other in the street. Um, or like I said on social media, we're looking at each other and keeping up with each other at a distance. I know for me, um, I'm very much on Facebook first. Um, I do like Instagram. I'm not in anything against Instagram. I have not really uh, done as much on TikTok. I am working to be more active there. I'm just being very honest. Um, but for my radio platform, I do have a different level of, of aspects when it comes to uh, my platform and the way that I've interacted with my platform. I know that as I take this content down and record into my mic, I'm going to move it into my computer. And from my computer, it's going to be moved into the production uh, levels of platform for us to edit all of the content. And then it's going to eventually be uploaded into my computer or into our server and then put into our platforms for the feed. And from that feeding, it's going to then go from our platform, Allow My Radio Network, out to hundreds of different platforms, which have millions of people attached to it, right? So I've already initiated something that started from the point of where my voice started, and it started moving through channels and through phases. And so I think that our life is very much the same. We have things that we're doing or involved in or interests or passions that we have, and then we start constructing ways in which we exert energy or time or space into these things or people. And so naturally, if we're all diving into what we have of our own to do, we're on our path, right? And we're focusing on what we have. Now, of course, we are human. We're not robots. So that does not mean that your vocal or your, your focal point is going to maintain 24 hours in every breaking day at what you're doing. You're going to sleep. You're going to try to take time to spend with your family or socially uh, connect to people. You may have your job that's separated from whatever you're doing that could be 
something that you're, you're dealing with, whether it's some goals at home or goals at work or to start a business or to grow a family, whatever it is. But everything is working in phases. So at some point, you have to focus on it and for, th- for things to move. Secondly, you are uh, engaging to do something that is going to first give you some type of level of satisfaction. But ultimately, um, most of us are doing things in, 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 in the time and fashion that will also naturally probably affect somebody else or it will um, reach someone else or it will connect to someone else because by nature, we want to connect to other people, whether you're introverted or ext- or extroverted. Um, we have a natural, we're, as humans, we're not born to be isolated. That's not, that's not who we are. That's not what we're made of. But the way we look, the way we think, the way we feel, the way we act is infinite. There's not a limitation there. So because of that, it is only natural that we're going to be influenced emotionally and mentally and psychologically by our connections. So it's, in, it's, so it's very important that you maintain a pulse on yourself, even if you kind of do a left or right side look at your friend or family member who's on their own projected path. Just don't get caught sliding into their lane. And so you're riding, it's like a car. You're in a lane driving a car and there's a car next to you on either side. And then you decide that you want to get into the lane of another vehicle. That means you're either going to have to slow down or you're going to have to speed up. But you can't be in the same lane with another vehicle at the same time. It's not possible. Or you're crashing into them. But you can't be in your own lane and either moving along with them or ahead or behind. And it constantly is moving. It doesn't it doesn't remain the same. Guys, when I tell you I understand the value of looking at people you admire or people that you may have grown up with that is in connection to you and looking and paying attention to where they are. And there may be a moment where it makes you reflect on yourself because I think it's just a natural thing. And I don't necessarily think it's always a derogatory thing, but I do want you to take notice in which and how you um, react to it. And then coming from the reaction of whatever their achievements are, come back to you and take note of you and continue to stay in connection to whatever it is that you desire. Because whatever it is that you have for yourself is just as important as what the other person is achieving, too. And it doesn't take away from you. Nobody else's success is ever taken away from you, typically. Right. And it's so funny. The article used something close to what I said. If you run in a race and they mention about the Olympics, there's a true fact there. Right. Me being a former athlete, I understand the construct of that statement. And even, you know, when um, I, I stopped playing professionally and I started coming over into the 
you know, they say the, 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 the world in which the majority of the society is moving, um, there was an adjustment, there was a change, but there's still a part of me that operates in a way that could be considered competitive. But where do I put my competition at? Do I put it in measurement of other people or do I do it for myself? Most times I'm measuring myself and I'm, I'm only in my mind when I'm honestly staying in a space of real self-reflection, my only competition is with myself. It's really and truly not with anybody else. The thing that will sometimes happen is that I may have somebody that is, you know, something comes across. And if I know them, then there's another level of connection there. So when I see that they may be doing something that I may have had interest in or may have been doing or currently doing, and I see them working in their own realm and their own magic, I can't come back to me and look at me. And I know recently I had a... A, a, a moment, and maybe this is the reason how I came to this uh, title of this show and thought of this show and the context of this show, is because I had I came across somebody's information that I hadn't had a lot of interaction with over the years. We used to be really, 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 really close, and over time, you know, just things dynamics have changed, life has changed, and we're not in the same space that we once was, and. I can see the growth and knowing so much about this person's background and who they are uh, in in regards to the things that they would share with me that they wanted to do and how they wanted to do it. I can look at them and see that they're in their happy place, that they have it, it took 15 to 20 years of time of progression. Um, but I can remember. Uh, some years ago when I had made some decisions for myself and was just following something that I had a passion in. And I remember we had a conversation and I remember in the gust of that conversation, they made a statement that kind of was a little odd to me, but I didn't really dwell on it hard because I didn't consider it to be something derogatory because of the way that person was positioned in my mind to me. You know, I'm thinking this is my friend and, you know, I'm celebrating something in connection to what I'm doing. Truth of the matter was that it was a, a level of a statement that was really of, of envy. It was an envious statement. And I think I was taken back and I really didn't know how to, you know, how to take it um, in the way in which it was given at that exact moment. Because it was one of those things that was impulsively uh, a response they really don't realize that they didn't have time to think about what they said. They just said it. it was like a natural reaction. And I can appreciate that because it gave me an understanding that I did not necessarily see. And over time, um, you know, things shifted and changed and it's all good. I'm not dwelling in that space, but it just goes to show that, um, that how things can change, you know, and, and, and how uh, people levels are moving constantly. Now, you know, time has passed and that person has done some different things and, and, and gone on to, you know, another part of their life. And um, because of our ability to connect to people, 
someone can come to see or may, may stop into your activity or see something where you are. And for me, I, I don't want to find myself holding on to any type of resentment or anger or anything, you know? Um, but I, I think it's natural to see, to see things and to see people and you want to recognize people for where they are. Um, even for me personally, I I think naturally I'm a person that does not like a lot of confrontation. I don't like to, um, be a negative Nancy or, um, I like to celebrate people and in their own space and time. I like to honor those who are doing things, especially when I know some of their story and I know and I've seen them struggle. I've seen them fight through. I've seen them uh, down and out at times. And, and then to see them get to the point of where they've been aiming for, it makes my heart happy. You know, even if we're not on the same path as we once was at those times when they were going through those growing phases, I could still reflectively look and say and take pride in seeing them achieve, you know, what they wanted to get to. And I think that it it just lets you know that there's a possibility for you, that there's never not a time available for you. Now, can there be opportunities that change and move around at different times? I do think that that is a possibility. Can we slow down our moments of opportunity? Absolutely. Can we um can we inhibit our own growth? Yes, we can. Right? I think it is all determined on what you allow yourself to be and do. And if you allow your visions, your goals, your ambitions to stay in front of you, even if they slide to the side, you stick them in your pocket, you put them on the shelf. But if they mean enough for you, if they mean enough to you, and and you have a level of a desire of achievement, don't necessarily let them go unless it's not going to serve you. And also protect whatever that may be, because sometimes you'll have people like I described in this article, that has those moments of envy. And the truth of the matter is, it's really not about you. It's really about them not being where they want to be. But sometimes they can't distinctively separate the two. And because of that, those kind of energy fields, conversations, actions, attitudes, and all kinds of things can come in you. And it can be clouding. It can affect you if you allow it to be, you know, especially if someone's close to you. And, um, I know for myself personally that a lot of times, a lot of things that I've done in life, and I can be honest and say that I've achieved more when I was a little more quiet about it. And I was doing things that necessarily did not involve the masses. And uh, when I was ready, I released it or I, I allowed it to be known. And then as a collective, maybe you know more people knew about it at that point in time. Only you can tell what works best for you. And it also depends on where you are. It can be, you know, mentally, emotionally, psychologically. You may need to be in a certain space in order for you to expose certain things. And if you're not there, it's okay. I'm going to tell you, I know personally, sometimes you, I'll make this statement and say, I'm moving like a ninja, you know, and and it's times, it's times that you have to be quiet and still and, 
and re you know maybe re revamp and and, and recharge and recalibrate because we're naturally especially if you're a person that's driven i'm gonna say this you have your overachievers as they call us or your perfectionists or whatever you want to say but those who are driving themselves to be more in their life naturally you're going to get to a point of burnout you're going to feel the 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 weight of a lot of the push and everything that you're doing it's just like if you if you've ever picked up a weight and you started out with a five pound weight and you never was a person that ever picked up weights and you didn't have a lot of strength. It might have felt like, whoa. And after a while, you kind of started doing some reps with that five pound and then you were able to move up to a 10 pound and from a 10 pound to a 20 and a 20 to a 50 or 50 to 100. You know, and you, you can't necessarily sit down and bench 300 pounds and you never lifted 50. You have to build the muscle. So, guys, I just wanted to give you a little bit of something. Um, today's Monday is the 1st of May and it's, uh, you know, we're in a, the, the full level of spring, wherever that may look like for you, wherever you are. And I want you to, uh, take today to maximize your moment, fully occupy where you are, who you are, what you're doing and what you're focusing on and know that you're able to achieve it. Just stay, just stay focused, just stay with it. And definitely, definitely keep gratitude in the forefront or whatever it is that you're setting out to do for yourself. All right. All right, y'all. Till next week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let y'all go. I've enjoyed having your ear for these last 25 minutes plus. So go ahead and make your day be just as great as you are. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Loudmouth.com, the number one small business online network. We're putting the word out about small business. Put your business on the referral network online that wants to put the word out about you. Thirty point seven million small businesses in the U.S. Creating one point five million jobs annually. Small business accounts for sixty four percent of new job creation in the U.S. There's strength in numbers. No matter what we face, know that there's strength in us. Because of you, we're able, we're capable, we're resilient, and we are available because we are small business, and together, we're the economy. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.